What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Yes. Coming at you three times a week with Clippers content. Hell yeah, and there's more of it, seemingly, as more we march time. towards the season. Yeah. Brought to you by Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar. <laughs> uh, so we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. If you didn't catch it, uh, Patrick Beverly, the heart and soul of the Clippers team, Absolutely. was on SVP. Uh Pretty comical ending to a bit, but we'll, we'll, I like to, <laughs> yeah. to, to the end of a segment. But uh, we'll talk about all that. He had some great stuff to say. Uh, he's as pumped up as you would imagine. I don't know. Were, yeah. were you expecting anything else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk. We, we've kind of been going through decades uh, this week. Go ahead and check those out on mm-hmm. Mondays and Wednesdays episode. We did uh, the, the end of the 90s. Or the 90s as a decade. The beginning of the, yeah, we did yeah, the 1990s thousands. season. Uh, and now it's, it's I mean, arguably the funnest time and the start of the funnest time of Clippers history. Yeah. Uh, 2010. Uh, and basically how we got to where we are now. For sure. Uh, so great stuff there. And then we got some shavings for you. Uh, Mo Harkless, uh, you know, he's got a lot, variety of irons in the I'm fire. I'm buying a house from him. <laughs> uh, Board of Governors is going to meet to, to decide how they're going to move forward with the playoffs and or any truncated regular season. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got a Love Mary Quarantine for you with some other playoff seeding ideas. All that and more coming up right about now. So, Patrick Beverly went on uh, the Scott Van Pelt Sports Center. Yep. Which was great. It felt kind of like basketball was back a little bit. I Is that it, how you always say it? Like, you don't, you never abbreviate it to Sports Center? It's the Scott Van Pelt Sports Center? Yeah, I call it Ross Dress for List, too, because it's the <laughs> name of the store. <laughs> um, yeah, Scott Van Pelt Sports Center. Uh it was. It kind of made it feel like sports were back. I know, like it was just like because he's such like an intense. Yeah, it's. <laughs> they actually yeah, have. Back. Yeah, they have like a really kind of funny rapport. I feel like every time he's been on together. on on Sports Center, Scott Van Pelt Sports Center. Yeah, Sorry, thank you. thank you very much. I don't know which kind you. I don't know what you were referring <laughs> to. Um, but he had some good stuff to say. Yeah, I. <laughs> you wrote down a note in here, and it was like the first thing that stuck out to me too, which was he says uh, he he's got a lot of goals written on his mirror. <laughs> That's what he said. It's so <laughs> funny. He does. Uh, he absolutely has those, I bet, in post-its. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why it wasn't filmed inside. Every The house is all mirrors, and every mirror is written on with lipstick. <laughs> oh, man. It's the stick in a quarantine thing. For his yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good call. Uh, he's still hungry for the championship. Mm-hmm. He's like, that was a goal we all set. That's not. Were you surprised? I was like, <laughs> surprised. He's been thinking about basketball. Um, he hasn't. He did mention though, because they were kind of talking about testing and coming back to normalcy or some amount of it. He mentioned he hadn't been to the Clippers facility yet. Interesting. Were you surprised at that? So, I, I guess a little bit. I think it just does speak to though how slowly they are going to be returning things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we were surprised that actually, you know, how early the facility had opened. So I guess I'm not entirely surprised that, you know, players aren't back to even solo there. normal activities at the team facilities. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so so that wasn't really a surprise. Um, I don't know. I like that Pat, Patrick Beverly the whole time was really just citing communication with mm-hmm. what would make him feel the most safe, which I think a lot of fans, and I mean, all of us are really hungry for right now, right? Like, what is yeah. going to happen how how are we going to make this safe? Like, uh, when can we realistically try to resume? Um, and and what's the contingency plan even? You yeah, know, because we we also <laughs> haven't talked about the contingency plan of about what happens when or if a player does end up testing positive at Disney. Like, do you shut the whole thing down? Like, it's there, there's a lot of unanswered yeah. questions. So I I kind of liked 
he went at the organization a little bit in the interview. He really did, which was uh, great. In a respectful way, but he kept saying, he kept doing his the classic Pat Beverly ball check. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know. So I, I think that that, um, I think that that just echoes a lot of sentiments. I'm sure that we all feel right now. Like we just want to know, going on. we want to know what's going on. Like what, you know, what is going to happen? He has also only been in, uh, LA for, I think maybe a day or so. Mm-hmm. Cause he posted a pic of him with a mask on a very nice looking plane. Yeah. And so, he did say that he was in Houston in the interview. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it, you know, um, yeah, I was less surprised he hasn't been. I was more like, he didn't, yeah, he just wants info. Totally. Which is nice to see someone just honestly be like, I kind of want to know what the hell yeah, is yeah. going on. Yeah, they're finding out about it via Twitter. Which is, abs- that's kind of absurd to me. Yeah, that yeah. they're not I, maybe hearing stuff before. Like, like well, Woj and Chalms have a more of a pipeline with what is happening within the NBA organization than the players. Totally. And, and I think that though, that that isn't, that's nothing new, and and that is something that needs to be addressed, like in a, in a broader sense during For sure. during you know even regular right season now, times. Maybe. Now yeah. is a good time to maybe discuss the communication between players in the league and not uh, do a group stage for the playoffs. <laughs> like it seems like maybe one of those. Yeah, that would be. Uh, <laughs> it's easier to do. Uh, he says he's down for daily tests. Yep. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean I don't know. Hard, I feel like it's going to be hard if you're not down for daily tests yeah. to come back to basketball. Yeah, totally. Um, so that was nice to see. Yeah, let's talk about him and SGP's report because they, Bev is great on camera. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he could be, he would be a fantastic kind of Charles Barkley type. Like, yeah. on a show. Yeah, like, he'd be a very funny, like, heel commentator. Yeah. And he can break down film fantastically. Oh, yeah. As everyone knows. Absolutely. He asked SGP for his job. Mm-hmm. Which was great. He just asked SVP how he was doing. Man, <laughs> just a, on a side tangent, yeah. I hadn't watched SportsCenter in a while. I this Scott has Van Pelt Sports Center or just regular Sports Center? Scott Van Pelt's my bad, my bad. Uh, it must be so much work for him right now. Bev asked him about that. He's like, "What are you doing? Like, yeah, how are you? You have to go to work." He's like, "Bev was also like, I don't have a job. <laughs> I have your job. <laughs> like, I'm not employed right now." Uh, yeah, he's like, "How are you doing?" And Scott was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm fine. Like, it was very funny. Like, the exit to the interview is so funny, too. What? <laughs> like, Bev doesn't want really want to get off the phone. Yeah. <laughs> He's Scott like, keep talking to him. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. Scott McGill's like, I have a whole show. He's like, dude, let me do it. Like, we're, I'm not, I don't have anything to do. We have a ways to go. It was cool. Yeah, Scott Van Pelt kind of gave some insight, too, into just like what ESPN is doing, uh, and specifically Scott Van Pelt Sports Center. Is there, like, he was like, oh, yeah, masks are on all the time. He takes his mask off to do the show, and then just immediately throws it back on. Like, I wonder if players are going to have to wear masks on the bench. I hope not, because it seems, rest- it's a little, it is restrictive for breathing. And if yeah. you're sprinting. Man, I hadn't even thought about that. You know? Uh, like, coaches or. Yeah, refs. I mean. Dude, refs, I bet refs are like, please don't make us wear masks. They're going to roast us if we're wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't add something for them to make <laughs> something them. roastable. Yeah, don't add a mask, please. Disappointing aspect of the interview, we gotta say. There was only one. Uh, there's a low level of design going on it's on like wall <laughs> on Fat Beverly's side. Of it. I it, it seemed like he was outside, right? Because well, his stream for when he was in the the 2K tournament was great. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm like, not recalling like it. Like, the but. setting was great. It was like a whatever, normal game setting. Yeah, this Sick was, gamer chair? 
in the sense that you were like, oh no, that makes sense. It, uh, it I'm, wasn't, again, I'm against it. It, it doesn't look like if it doesn't look fast. It was yeah, it was not an AK <laughs> racer. Um, but yeah, he didn't have anything. I think he was just like, oh shit, all right, I guess we'll just. Yeah, just a, a lack of set design on that end. Come I mean, on. the production value really could have been a lot higher. Get out of here. He probably has a way nicer room. He's like, I don't want anybody to see how nice my stuff is. I wouldn't want to do that in quarantine. Yeah. I don't have any nice stuff, so I'm good. I'm going to go from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was a little reminiscent. I was like, yeah, just put a little, maybe a poster. You know what would have been funny if he had a poster of Doc Rivers and he was on the Clippers? Oh, that'd be good. In his house. Or that one, like the the Photoshop where he's holding the LeBron. Oh, that would be so good. That would be, oh man. Bev needs more. I'm. You know what I'm happy about with Bev's personality? He embraces being an aggressive hustle player. Yeah. But he's not unnecessarily trolly. Yeah. It's yeah. never like, he's never doing weird joke like... Yeah, I feel like he's... It always makes sense. I feel like he does a good balance of, like, having sort of this personality, but also not letting, like, the character overwhelm yeah, it's like the play. Yeah. And you know who he is? Who's that? Just a kid from Chicago. <laughs> oh, uh, man. <laughs> you hit me with it. Uh, watch some Patrick Beverly highlights. Go watch the clips. Uh, Justin Russo has them on his Twitter, at Fly By Night. Um, oh, yeah, all the, yeah, all the clips yeah. from the show. Go ahead and check those out. Um, what, yeah, just watch some Bev highlights. Like, I was just... We're running through walls since. Just watching Bev uh, ruin the Lakers' day, ruin everybody's day, really. Uh, coming up after this, we're going to be talking the momentous, uh, looking back on it now, momentous 2010 Clippers season. Yeah. And what led up to it before that. But first. Oh, let me tell you. Tell me what? Sometimes it's hard to get the nutrition you need in quarantine. Yes. We can't live on Postmates forever. We can't. I live on Postmates in white bread. <laughs> That's all I eat. But. You know, without making it too difficult, you can you can hit a built bar. Let me tell you why. Okay. They're tasty. Okay. Uh, they got 16 amazing flavors. Mm -hmm. They're healthy. Like uh, they're great for the health conscious guy or gal. Uh, I'm not really health conscious, but they sound like they taste good, so I'm on board for that. They and taste good. good for me. Yeah, they're perfect for losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Uh, high protein, uh, high fiber, low sugar, mm. low carb. Uh, so it's great and. We have a special offer right now. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's oh, yeah. promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. It's Built! Thank you so much, BuiltBar, for keeping the lights on over here at uh, Casa de Positive Chuck. They're Black barely Lake. on. It's they, very dim. Yeah, look, I can, run, I can run a light and a fan or two lights. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> um, so on Monday, we talked about the Clippers' 1990 season. Yeah. Which was, you know, we got some, some little dose of fun Ron Harper. Yeah, I was going to say it, yeah. You had Danny Manning in there. Um, they went 31-51 and 51 in that season. Yes, yeah, a very similar number to the thousands. Yeah, and then in the year 2000, which uh, was an interesting year for the Clippers. It was kind of, you know, start of the knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, fun basketball. The build of the seed of hope. Absolutely, as Pavic so eloquently put it up, hoops and brews. Also went 31 and 51 in the year 2000. Today we are discussing the Clippers' uh, 2010 season. That's right. Man, guess what their record was? Uh, 32 and 50. It was that. <laughs> it is mind blowing that three 
the, the beginning of each decade, yeah. they had effectively the same record. Yeah, two decades, they improved one game per season. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. It's all about incremental improvements, <laughs> Look, baby. You don't want to do it too quick. Or it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it's not as rewarding like that. But this is, you know, the beginning of, like, <laughs> modern Clippers history. Yeah. Uh, this is a crazy year for the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, it's Blake's official rookie year. Yes. Of course. He averages 22-12-4, rookie of the year, beacon of hope for the fan base. Oh, yeah. It was... The best of times, it was the best of times. Totally. <laughs> like, totally. There was no expectations, really, other than for Blake to be good, which he was. Yeah, which, I mean, he couldn't have done really any better. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not like there was any weird, like, oh, he's coming into a really strong team, yeah. like, that's going to make a deep run or anything like that. Yeah. Because also, it was the first year of Vinny Del Negro. Totally. Uh, there was a very funny poll on Twitter. I think it was... Chorpening, who asked it, who the villain of Clippers history would be. A lot of people said Vinny Del Negro. Which I thought was like... Which you, the sentiment you don't share. I don't share it. I don't look. Am I happy he was gone? 100%. That needed to happen. But like, I don't know if he's the biggest villain. How could he be the biggest villain? There's one very clear well, answer. Yeah. I think, well, I think there was also caveat of like, aside from Donald Sterling. Gotcha. Because um, in a situation, yeah, it's like, I, he was the so for football fans who also watch basketball. Jason Garrett is known as the clapper because all he does is just clap on the sideline. No matter what's happening, they throw a pick six to lose. He's just clapping, and it's fine. Vinny Del Negro was kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, where just kind of like, what are you doing out there? Like, yeah. Okay, the guys all showed up on time, and they're wearing the same uniforms and stuff. <laughs> like, That's something to be excited about. <laughs> <laughs> you switched your view on this because you used to you used to say that you didn't think Del Negro got a fair shake. I don't think he got a fair shake. That doesn't mean to say I think he was good. Uh, all right, yeah. You know, you know what? what? Touche. Yeah. That's very fair. He's the definitely not. Uh, I'm glad he's not coaching the Clips now. He didn't know what to do with DeAndre Jordan because uh, this is also when DeAndre Jordan kind of started what, showed what he could do. He had he only played 22 games, but he put up seven and seven plus two blocks. That's wild. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad at Third all. Third year in the league, I'm pretty sure. Um, also, this year we got uh, 13 and seven from Baron Davis before we traded him for nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> and they got Kyrie. <laughs> so, yeah, Eric Gordon had 22 a game. Chris Kamen putting up uh, 12 and seven in 32 games. This is so, so many things happened this year. Definitely, it's such you're right. It's such a pivotal moment for like what the Clippers are now, and it is the start of modern Clippers history in essence. When Blake plays that first game, yeah, <laughs> like I mean, yeah, this was the culmination of also kind of the opening up of the Donald Sterling stuff because him and Baron Davis were yelling at each other during it. Well, he was yelling at Baron Davis, and Baron Davis was defending himself. Yeah, definitely. Like, it opened up that kind of thing to, I think, a bigger audience who hadn't maybe been paying attention to the Clippers in years running up to 2010. Uh, I mean, you know what I mean? Like They improved one game in 20 years, you know? <laughs> that's true. So I think that that's also such a big part of it. And, like, and it was, I think it was the first time maybe that the Clippers as a team had outgrown their coach. Oh, it, that's interesting. Like, it's the start. It was the first time when, like, this is probably the first Clippers team in history where everyone was like, you know, because this was like everyone saw what they could probably become. Yeah, from this year, definitely. Fucking Blake getting rookie of the year in the way he he did it, and then it was kind of like, oh man, uh, like halfway, like I think like at the end of that next season, when people were like Vinny doesn't know this team could be a lot bigger. 
Yeah. It's the first time Clippers fans had a team that was bigger. Like, you know what I mean? That like rationally, I think. Yeah. In terms of true tangible success, we're totally right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I guess I would just add the caveat of like, I, I mean, he was not the only thing like holding back the wheels on. Oh, on definitely. Like a, on a like a early. Oh, oh absolutely. God, an early team. At definitely that point. a young team for sure. But like, and then just this, just getting it. Yeah, it was just like it's cool to look back at in the lens of twenty twenty. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Well, I guess maybe even maybe lens of twenty sixteen <laughs> when everything was still kind of uh, together. And easily like the best. I mean, yeah, it's just the most hopeful start to it. Yeah, it's like it's almost like the franchise was like just rebooted. Yeah, I mean, this was like new coach, new star. The veil wasn't completely lifted yet, but it was. It was Parsh. It was Parsh off. There you go. Yeah. Where does this rank in your kind of like favorite Clippers seasons? Um, Nostalgically, it's kind of, it's pretty high for me just because Blake was demolishing people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, so it's, many dunks. it's super high for me. And like how, yeah, how, just how dominant uh, he was physically at the time. I mean, this is like. And the quick feet. Yeah. The crazy thing about those young Blake highlights is like his footwork is good it's not obviously what it is now but like he's so quick he gets like his athleticism was so crazy that rookie year yeah no um, he, had, he rehabbed yeah. right which is great too i think that gave a lot of clippers fans hope well <laughs> and, it, and it was like a little bit of a, a sigh of relief in the way that like i mean you wonder what a guy is going to come back like when they come into the league with you know with injury yeah uh you know because you, you haven't seen him at that level yet yeah uh and i feel like that i mean was just such a like, this could be su- horrible. Everything's been pretty horrible a, up yeah, to this point. <laughs> just such a relief and like such a a welcome break, you know. From, I mean, the not bullshit. entirely, but part of the history of Clippers draft picks. I mean, yeah, for sure. We, we had to dig later, more into that in a later episode. But uh, <laughs> talk about how good Jerome is. I mean, come on. You see that Michael Porter Jr. tree? That Jerome pick's not looking so bad right now. Um, let us know what you thought of the twenty. 20- 10 season. What a time that was. Yeah, where does it rank in your guys' favorite? Uh, you could, you could go to games season. back then. Coming up after this, we're going to be talking some shavings. We're going to be playing Love, Mary, Quarantine, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, one more time, shavings and LMQ right after this. All right. So, uh, excellent reporter Andrew Greif. Had, uh, still coming out with the heat. <laughs> yeah, still, still coming out with out the heat. heat. Uh, checked in on a Clipper fan fave? Yeah. <laughs> Crucial piece. Dude, Hog for Harkless. That was, dude, that was honestly one of the best weeks of my life. Yeah. <laughs> when seemingly people were risking their lives. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least vibe-wise, clip, clip fave for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, checked in on Mo Harkless. Um, he's getting his real estate license? Damn straight he is. That's smart as hell. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what's... If you're in New York and you're trying to buy an apartment... I was going to say... I, yeah, I think what's doubly smart about it is that it's in New York. It's where he's from. Yeah, he played bat. He was a great college ball player at St. John. Like, yeah. This is uh, genius. And he's Nick. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're moving units. Yeah, he also, like, this is a thing that, like, small-town football players do with insurance. I was going to say, yeah, or uh, car dealerships. Well, bigger-time football players. Yeah, yeah, so if you didn't go pro, you kind of sell insurance. And if you maybe had a tryout, you usually end up kind of getting the car dealership route in life. Yeah. Um, but no, Mo's doing this perfectly. Like, he's going to make so much money. Yeah. I mean, I'd it, buy an apartment for Mo Harkless if I was in New York. I was like, yeah, this guy knows New York City. Also, 
I mean, super wise for a young man to be thinking about his career post. Post I mean, I mean he's only 26. You know? That's crazy. I, I would not have been planning that far ahead at 26 with Mo Harkless's income. I'm not planning that far ahead now with <laughs> not Mo Harkless's income. <laughs> um, shout out to Mo Harkless. We hope he's doing well. Um, hope he's doing okay over in New York. Kind of one of the tougher places to be right now. Yeah. Uh, given the coronavirus is what I'm referencing. Okay. Um, oh, okay. The Board of Governors, uh, I think they're meeting on Friday when you're listening to this. Bucks owner uh, Mark Lazary uh, on CNBC says Adam Silver will present scenarios for return to play at Board of Governors meeting. Then next week, the governors will vote on which format. I see, I don't, so kind of no real information is going to be. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that we'll get, we'll have the full plans? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think if they're I don't sharing. Think so. Maybe think... the final ones? Like the final, like the eight final ideas they have. Yeah. If they're sharing it with minimum 30 people, I feel like something will come out. So yeah. we, we'll we'll probably get some news. Yeah. Silver, so per uh, Woj, uh, Silver concerned, uh, confirmed that Friday's meeting of the Board of Governors would not include a formal vote on a return to play plan. So like they're just, they're just like kind of bullshitting. Cracking a couple beers, having some laughs. <laughs> I don't know. That's good, I guess. I'm glad they're meeting. Yeah, it's like what I love about corporate culture is the meeting about the next meeting. I know. And they're like, we're going to deliberate more over the weekend. I'm like, deliberate during the week. Talk during the week. <laughs> yeah. Can you give us that? Don't make this a weekend thing. I I mean. People walk in the mall on weekends. Don't make this the same. Like, just get the thing done. Do it during week hours. Yeah. Or work hours. Just get the thing done. Yeah, you in the words of Jerry West. <laughs> uh... We got a love Mary quarantine. We were talking some playoff seating ideas uh, on the last episode with Pavy. We didn't like any of them. No, uh, no, we're, a yeah. lot of people don't like them. Yeah, I just don't know why you got to try to shake up the. Well, you got to try to reinvent the wheel after so much has happened. Yeah, because now's the time to just overload people's senses. So we have we have some other playoff seating ideas. Feel free to throw an Updike special in here, of course. All right, as I often do. You sort teams, uh, one through sixteen. Every team is involved at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one through sixteen. Uh, sort teams by cumulative vertical leap. Okay. You know what? You know, highest. Actually, how about this? Lowest gets the first seed. <laughs> Why? I don't know, dude. Why do group stage? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an NBA owner right now. <laughs> this is awful. I am the Rockets owner. Because uh, he's figured out that they have the... This is Daryl Morey figuring out that they have the lowest jump thing, so he has some formula. Yeah. Where it all makes sense. This is yeah. the analytical way to do it. Then we have sort teams by conducting an egg-on-a-spoon-style relay race. Are you familiar with this type of race? Yes, of course. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, some people... Well, so some people did it... Like, we did it where you either did... You held it, or you had to keep the spoon in your mouth. I, I think spoon in your mouth is a better... It's harder. It, it it's harder. It levels the the playing field dexterity wise. You know. Yeah. It's not something that I, I can't imagine a lot of like NBA players or facial isolations or something that you're working on in the in the NBA. But maybe you're part of a break crew, so maybe you're good at it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that one. This one would be hard. Um, and then free for all paintball tournament with the coaches. It's kind of like a Fortnite style. Uh, 
they have them parachute in just like in Fortnite. <laughs> now that I'm talking this out, it's in like Eastern Montana, so there's like no coverage really. It's just kind of hay bales, like it's like real root style paintball. Everyone's using. Classic. Oh, I, I I don't like those kinds. I don't like the setup course. Oh, you want them like? No, this is like just someone's farm. So it's just flat, and there's no. It's whoever the best shot is. Yeah, I don't like it. So where would you have it? Um, I mean, I think somewhere. This is your interpretation. This is the owners' meeting, you know. Yeah, I think somewhere where there's like you know some some coverage, maybe some Appalachian decid- Mountains, maybe some deciduous trees. I don't know. Uh, I think Appalachia would work. I think that'd be great. Yeah, be I, th- I think something like that. Uh, yeah, so they have a paintball tournament there. They're maybe just- take everybody to Alaska, safest. There's the That's least. True. I think there's like the least amount of COVID cases. Yeah. Um, everyone's also using the same gun. It's a Tipman 98 Custom Stock, which is the only gun in paintball. I'm pretty sure everyone I knew who did paintball back in the day. <laughs> we're getting so far. Anyway, all right, we're going off the rails. Love Marion and quarantine. Uh, I'm gonna throw one on the board. Yep. Seed by seed. All right. So we take a uh, we take a county fair style approach uh, in which everyone gets a seed. And whichever team grows the healthiest, best looking, oh, specimen like of a biggest plant, pumpkin, yes, uh, gets oh, the blue ribbon, damn. and clearly that's first. And then well, I think, you know, the, I think there. first, second, and third should maybe just be kind of separate awards themselves. I mean, fine, yeah, whatever. Gives them extra incentive. You get a buy round if you get the blue ribbon. <laughs> oh, that first round buy. That's fine. All right. So, which you love, Marion and Quarantine? Uh, I'm loving the county fair. You know, I, I know a, I it's my like own shit, one too. but no, I love it. That's a good one. Uh, oh, wait, no, I'm going to marry that one, actually. Yeah, I, I'm going to marry it, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. You know, we're... Yeah. Oh, the better one for the one that you picked. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> which one are you loving? Uh, I'm loving Egg on a Spoon. That's a fun one. Egg on a Spoon. I think, like, the idea of, like, yeah, those picnic-style games. Maybe maybe round horseshoes. Dude, three-legged race? No, that's an ACL tear waiting to happen. Yeah. These guys are too fast to do. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be terrifying. Yeah, that'd be really scary. <laughs> Trez and Zoo doing a three-legged race. But, yeah, I feel like this could, you know, transition easily into games of bocce ball, horseshoes. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's tight. Horseshoes would be good. And then which one are you quarantining? Uh, I'm quarantining I'm quarantining both Vertical Leap. The paintball tournament's a good idea. And I'm quarantining... Actually, I'm not gonna quarantine the paintball. That's a good idea. You're right. That's a that would be very entertaining to watch. Uh, I am I'm loving the paintball one. Just because I want to see some coaches really let their aggression out. Tibbs, he's probably he would just do it. He's not coaching. He would just do it, and he would win. <laughs> He'd be like, I decide. What if? It, oh man, if it's players players v refs, that'd be good too. That's just for fun. Um, and then I'll, I'll quarantine uh, I'll quarantine the vertical leap one. Yeah. That was literally my first idea. That's right. That's the first one on the list. Um, hey, man. Oh. <laughs> slow day at work. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, basketball will be back soon. I feel confident that it will be. They're going to discuss possibly discussing the vote tomorrow, which is exciting. Yes. Listening to this. Be we'll today. be discussing that discussion on, on Monday's episode. Absolutely. Hopefully some practice updates, maybe some form videos. Yeah. That we can all obsess over. And, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Uh, still, we appreciate it. We can't wait to see you guys at a game or at a watch party. Maybe only they're over or at like the very least, or at the very least, just talk about some actual basketball. Just talk about some real basketball. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, all those fantastic places. Please review us on iTunes if you'd like. Yeah, that would be yeah. Leave a rating, leave a review. That'd be nice. Um, if uh, you're gonna be happening to be in downtown Los Angeles this weekend for some possible protests, hope everyone stays safe. Stay safe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler, and I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.